Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. This is Jamie C., also known as Pretty Little Ombre, and we have a really exciting episode today. We are not only getting to know the story of one of my favorite humans on this planet, uh, Christine, also known as Paint That Mane, but we're going to get to know a lot of kind of the story of how a hairstylist kind of goes into this industry, the struggles that we face, how to kind of solve them. And then also um, just a little bit more of advice and conversation and excitement around just the journey of being a hairstylist and the things that we encounter. And it's just support and love uh, all of that today on this episode. So I would love to introduce you to Christine. Hi, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me on. I am so excited to be here. Um, This industry has given me a lot and it's taught me a lot. This has been such a journey for me. And for those of you who don't know, I've been in the industry for 19 years now. In September, it'll be 19 years. Um, And my start to going in the industry is kind of, it's kind of painful and great at the same time. Um, I struggled with pretty severe depression since the age of four, actually. I remember feeling depressed at the age of four, which is really kind of rare, but now that I know exactly what depression is, I know that that's what I was feeling at that time. But as I got into high school, um, it became worse and I went through, really a debilitating kind of, I, I don't know how to explain it except was, is that I was completely frozen. Like I could not do anything. Um, and my mom at that point decided to pull me out of school. And when she did that, a lot of, she had so much faith in me, but I don't think that other people understood what she was doing. And to this day, I'm just so grateful that she saw my potential, even in like my most painful time in my life. But she said to me, you know, we're going to homeschool the rest of high school because I want you to finish. But I also want to give you something to give you an identity and confidence and courage. So she called the school that I ended up going to cosmetology school at. And she said, I have a daughter who is 16 years old. And at the time you could not enter until you were 18. And she said, I just want to ask you guys if you could interview her and see if you'll accept her. So they did. And they ended up accepting me. So I went through cosmetology school the same time as high school. And Well, I don't know that I would recommend (laughs) that path because it was a lot to take on. That is how I started in this industry. And it gave me so much. It gave me um, just a really sense of like purpose and it helped pull me out of some of those thoughts I was feeling. So 
that's kind of the nutshell of how I entered the industry. But I really thought this would be a temporary thing and it ended up being my entire career. So while you were facing, you know, depression and, and kind of struggling with that while going through this uh, new learning phase, you know, you go through cosmetology school, you end up in your first salon job. So what did that salon job look like? Paint the picture for me. So I assisted quite a bit in the beginning. And I also did that while I was going to both schools. Um, I just was in this moment where I wanted to absorb and learn as much as possible. So I assisted people. And then one day I just said, I'm going to go get a job. And it was after I had taken a summer off, um, after I finished. And I just wanted to kind of like redirect my life. I had just gone through so much that I needed that time to really know where I was going. And so my first salon job was what I would like to say more like a New York style salon where it's super busy. You're kind of packed all the time. I had endless amounts of clients because we were in a mall type setting that there was just people always coming in and out. I worked with, uh, I think 23 other stylists at that time. I learned a lot because at that time I was just a sponge, total sponge. But soon that became a lot. That was like three and a half years I was there and I realized that was not where I was supposed to, you know, finish my journey. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, I cannot relate more to that. Honestly, I remember my first salon job as well. And it was very much get them in, get them out uh, there. And I was really attracted to the artistry and human connection part of this. And I think that's why I loved it so much in the very, very beginning. And then to go into this where it was just, it felt like a factory. And I was like, is this all there is? And that was before social media really kind of was like, opened my eyes to all the endless possibilities that you could take your, you know, your, you could take your career into. And I was really, really struggling with, being an empath, um, I, you know, as, as you are as well and taking in all of that energy, but then also going through really, really hard times while having to show up for my job in a factory setting. So, um, I lost, when I lost my brother, um, I went back to work right away because I couldn't handle, I couldn't handle life. So I was like, well, I'm just going to numb out at work and not feel things. And then also going through postpartum depression and, and never really healing from a lot of past traumas and then showing up for work. It's, I mean, for, for those, I, I, for anyone who's listening, who is either going through any kind of trauma or going through any kind of grieving process or going through, um, divorce or sudden trauma or loss or depression or anxiety it's debilitating and i want you to know that you are not alone there's so many other people who are struggling with this as well and we want to be a voice for you to know that you are heard and loved and understood and um christine i know that you have struggled through so much in your life and you've overcome so much and you are an inspiration not only to me, but everyone that is on this team and to so many other people kind of facing adversity and really rising to it and, and through it and now being able to share that. What is the hardest thing that, I, if you could pick one, <laughs> what, is the, what is one of the hardest things that you had to face personally 
kind of while still simultaneously having to show up for everyone else, either at your job or for your clients? Well, thank you, Jamie. I mean, I think we all uh, really deal with some hard things in this life and everybody has a struggle. And I, I never want to take my struggles and like compare them to others because there's, everyone has a certain level of what they're dealing with. So some people just can handle more and some people are given different things to deal with. But I have to say, um, there's two major events that were devastating to both my career and my personal life. And one was chronic illness and the other would be my divorce. Um, and the illness came first and looking back, I realized, you know, my autoimmune issues came stemmed from my emotional problems. Um, and when I, was finally diagnosed. It took two years to diagnose what I ended up having. And then three years after that, I went through a divorce that shattered my world. And I think that during that time, it was like I had to put my energy somewhere. So I did put it into my career. I put it into my job. I went into the salon and I distinctly remember standing there and one of my clients was having a panic attack about picking a paint color for her basement. <laughs> and I was standing there, literally had just lost so much. And not only that, but my family at the time was going through something really rough. And I looked at her and I just said, like, she said, why are you so quiet? And it was the first time that I was able to admit to a client that I was not doing well. And I explained to her everything. And she said, I am so sorry for sitting in your chair and just dumping on you all these issues that I'm having that are nothing compared to what you're going through. And, you know, after that, I think she really respected me for just opening up. And that is the hard part about being behind the chair when you're going through something. You are sitting there taking in so much of what everyone else is going through and you have to like push yourself aside all the time, all day long. Um, you're putting on a smile all the time. You're, it's just exhausting. It can be really exhausting. But we have the ability to be honest and I think that it is important when you're dealing with clients sometimes. And I'm not saying, you know, dump all your issues on them, but we have to learn how to communicate things because what ended up happening is I just started spiraling downhill after that. Yeah, I feel as though what, what ends up happening, like when, so when you are honestly going through so much in your own heart and head and spirit and soul, everything is crumbling on the inside, but you have to show up for work. And not only are you just showing up and sitting in front of a computer, but I mean, you're, you're dealing with energetic, another energetic being, right? You're dealing with um, ensuring that they feel good, that they feel heard, but you don't feel that. And at that moment, I think that was so brave of you to just be honest because most of us don't know how to verbalize how we're feeling. Most of us feel it's a sign of weakness. I know that was something that I struggled with that my grieving process or my depression was something to be ashamed of. 
and that I should have been stronger because I always had to be the strong one. And I was always trying to be the strong one in my family, the strong one um, in the salon, the strong one as the owner and the strong one as an educator. And when I realized that kind of breaking down that wall and saying like, I'm not okay. And I haven't been okay for a really long time and I need to kind of dive in and do that work. The more real my relationships became, not only with the people around me and you know, in my family and in my personal life, but with my clients. I mean, they heard me. They fi- and I finally felt like, oh my gosh, there's some common ground. And I didn't, they never once saw me as weak. And I think that was my biggest fear is that it's something to be ashamed of. It makes you weak. Therefore, you hold it in and it just tears you down on the inside. But one thing that I don't think many people know, if, I mean, you've actually been um, known uh, in this industry as this color theory master, right? The color, the color genius, which you are, and your brain is beyond brilliant, but you've, you and I actually have a very similar path in like being known for something and then really feeling called to do something else that your soul is like, no, 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 you've got other things to do and other people to help. And now you are, not only do you help people with color, but you also are really diving into this new identity and new space as a personal development mentor. And that is such a huge accomplishment. I want to congratulate you on really diving into that. And and you're going to be helping so many people. You've already helped so many people, me being one of them. Uh, And on that as a personal development mentor for hairstylists what do you feel like is maybe some of the biggest hurdles that our industry is facing uh currently so this has been such a journey kind of like changing into this role and jamie you know more than anyone because you've kind of just seen me and supported me and watched me Um, move through this. And as you know, last year, I had a lot of resistance to the change and it felt impossible. Um, And then the beginning of this year, I, or I should say the end of last year, I just knew that's, this is where I was going. Um, And then the beginning of this year, you know, obviously this year has been so rough, but I just had a moment where I knew my energy needed to be in a different place. And as I started doing this, I realized just how much more. So actually right now, my time is not spent mostly behind the chair anymore. Um, I do use it for education and I will continue to educate on color theory because that is something that I still love doing. Um, But I realized that through educating so many people, we have a huge boundary issue in this industry and we have a huge confidence issue um and the two combined just create sort of this bomb that goes off within someone um and you feel a little bit out of control there is this need to always please people um overbook yourself be present for every single person that is in your life and you're being pulled in 300 different directions and there's no direction for yourself in your life. So I've worked hard on trying to go over some of these issues in a lot that I do, but 
mentoring people and different stylists, they're, everyone has this almost the same problem, but it is stemming from somewhere different in each person. So I've kind of realized that working one-on-one allows me to go back into their life and real and see what exactly the issue is. Um, and so in doing that, we have created, so social media to me is such an awesome tool, but it's also created a negative side as well. And people are getting swallowed up in it. But you combine that with a confidence issue and a boundary crossing issue, and you just feel like you are kind of drowning in the industry sometimes. So I don't know, for me, I was doing way too much and not not addressing my issue with the word no. I never wanted to say no. I always wanted to say yes. Um, and to be honest, when I look back, it got me absolutely nowhere. It's like when they say, you know, the person who is mean and aggressive always gets what they want. Well, they do because they're extremely assertive. And that's always something I've struggled with. So working through that has been kind of an amazing thing for me. I've been able to accomplish a lot in the worst times of my life because I finally put up boundaries for myself. I I think it's, oh man, you really hit the nail on the head there though. Honestly, it's boundaries. it, It is really challenging for a lot of people because it's almost, and, and to kind of tie the boundaries and the social media together with social media, you know, I think you and I, we both, we have a lot in common in terms of helping people kind of get to the root of issues and really move forward and reframe a lot of old programming and belief systems and kind of restructuring that. And it's interesting to me because as we get deeper into the expansion of social media, right? It's expanding into TikTok, it's, it's Facebook, it's all, it's all digital, right? And, and you said it perfectly, it's, it's a beautiful tool and you have actually so much control over how you use it and how, how you let it empower you and inspire you or it could be your worst enemy. It could be a constant reminder of your of what you don't believe you see in yourself. It could be a constant reminder of what you aren't or what you aspire to be that maybe you'll never reach. And when in actuality, you really can protect your digital space. You can protect that space and let that be a constant reminder of empowerment and inspiration and joy and light and love. And it's your choice of how you use the tool, uh, just like how you use anything. But when you are letting in all of this um, lack, I like to say, versus abundance, right? So maybe you're viewing things that are, are kind of triggering parts in you. It's important to listen to what you're being triggered by and not just to mute it, right? Because why is that hurting you? Why is that making you feel less than? And to really do that deeper work so you can look at that person instead of it triggering you, you can look at that person and say, wow that could be a shining example of what is possible for me and using it as a tool of inspiration instead of a tool of destruction. Um, So temporarily, you know, while you do that deeper work, you know, you can mute it, you can push it away and heal and build confidence and build strength and then kind of reinvite that back in and say, okay, now, now that I'm in a 
more healthier state of mind, I can look at this and view this maybe and from a different perspective uh, because everyone sees their life through their own lens, right? And your lens can change. And that's the most beautiful thing that I think can happen too. But with the boundaries too, it's very challenging because we constantly think we have to live up to what is this person doing and, and what is that person doing or what the industry norm is, or I need to be doing all of this. I need to make more money. And then at the end of the day, we're left with nothing. We're left with absolutely nothing. And we're tired and we're burnt out and we're just feeling resentment and we want to leave the industry because we just can't live up to this expectation that we've set for ourselves. And it's a really hard place to be, but thankfully within SALT Society, we now have a lot of personal development mentor, <laughs> mentoring options and, and mindset options and things to really kind of restructure and rebuild your confidence and your boundaries. So you can then use that strategy to really help you feel so much more um, empowered by taking that next step that feels right and unique for this person, right? Because not everyone's journey is the same and the outcome is never the same. And it really is whatever makes you happy because happiness is success. Joy is success. What lights you up is success. It's not just what you see on social media is success. Um, so I'm curious to know, Christine, um, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, you know, looking back at young Christine, who was struggling with all of that mental turmoil and um, what is, what is something you think you would, a piece of advice you'd give her now? So this question, I feel like there is so much I would say, but one of the biggest, the biggest things is you do not have to stay in a toxic environment. Um, you are in charge of your future. You are in charge of your own clientele. You know, what we forget as a stylist is that even though you may work for someone or whatever, you are still the boss of your own chair and it's your to build your own clientele. And when you do that, you don't have to be afraid of leaving somewhere because you know those people are gonna stay right with you. Mm -hmm. And it's important to not like to keep your identity and not try to bend yourself to fit into wherever you are. Um, I spent a lot of years kind of like changing myself constantly because I thought, okay, well, this is what this place needs now. So I'm going to bend in every way to make that possible. And I'll be honest with you guys. I did not reach the peak of my career until five years ago. Now I'm almost 19 years or over 19 years now in the industry. So that's a very long time to go like flailing, flailing around, <laughs> having no direction <laughs> what, you know, what is going on. So I just think it's so important to remember yourself and always check yourself, always go back into yourself and say, is this where I belong? Is this what I want? Is this what I need? Yeah, I, I love that. And it's, I think everyone's really in a rush to get to what they think they need to be at. Like, oh, I want to become an edu educator or I want to 
be doing this or I want to open up my own salon. And, and they're so much in a rush to get there because it's kind of what they've been programmed to think they have to do to be successful or to reach success. And not only is it maybe not the space for them, but they're so focused on the end goal, right? That they forget how beautiful the journey is. Like every step of the way is really part of your story. And to celebrate and to, to really focus on learning how to celebrate your successes along the way and being really proud of yourself. Because then even if you don't do that, what, it's, what ends up happening is you get to the end goal and you're still like, all right, what's next? Because it was never, you've ne you still don't feel fulfilled and you keep reaching what, reaching to the next thing. Or maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just do this now. Maybe I'll just do this. Maybe I'll just have this. And I struggled with that a lot. And it was, and a lot of it was just because I wasn't facing what was really happening on the inside. And once I healed that, I felt so much more content. I felt so much more grounded and peaceful and really hopeful for my future instead of nervous that I wasn't going to achieve something. And I think that's a big, a big key is the, the healing and the inner work. I cannot stress it enough. It will change your entire life. Absolutely. And every one that I talk to, um, and I'm sure you can feel this the same way. They're like, how did I go my entire life? Not knowing that that was a problem. You know, how did I go my entire life? Not doing the inner work. And it's interesting to me because a lot of people are on a hamster wheel and they're just going through the motions of life and going and going and going. And then what ends up happening is they look back at their life and they're like, was I ever really happy? Did I ever really do what actually made me happy? And if you just stopped and did the work that maybe makes you feel uncomfortable, but is so much more beautiful on the other side, I would say just sit in that discomfort just for a moment. Because once you get to the other side, you're gonna be free, feel so much more free. But the truth is, and I'm sure you, you can relate to this too, Christine, is the healing never stops. Like it never stops. You, you, it's a continuous journey. You don't just all of a sudden you're just cured and you're just like, all right, life's great. You know, there's always, there's always parts of you that are, are, are gonna need working on because as you get older and as you face new things, there's new things that you need to heal. And I've made it a, a my job for myself as being the best that I can be in terms of a mother, wife, all of these things, all these roles that I carry, that I am my best self, that I don't have resistance in certain areas of my life, and that I'm showing up as the person I was kind of made to be and positioning myself there. So I do a lot of journaling. So something I just wanted to add, Jamie, to what you're saying is, you know, a lot of times we think that this current problem we're dealing with, um, once, it, once it goes away, life will be great. But the reality is that we will always be dealing with something in our life. If, if it wasn't this problem, it would be another problem. And I think we get in this mindset of, oh, if just, this would just go away, I would be fine. But then your mind would sh automatically shift to another problem. So the key is actually to to train your brain to stop reacting emotionally to that problem. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Such good advice. Uh, so I have learned so much from you and you've encouraged me to do my own healing and, and journey. And um, I, to anyone who's listening, I just have to say, it's the best gift you could give yourself. 
it's the best gift you could give yourself is to do that inner work. And um, if you're afraid of discomfort, it's, it's that discomfort is temporary. And then it's so much more fulfilling and beautiful on the other side. Um, but on that note, Christine, how, how can people connect with you? How can people be mentored by you? So as always, you can find me on my Instagram, which is paint that main with one T. <laughs> um, but what I'm doing right now, I have a free mini course called the good stylist. And I would encourage everyone to listen to this because we hear a lot about what makes a good stylist, but sometimes it's good to look at yourself and decide what you need to work on as a stylist to become that stylist you actually want to be. Um, and the other thing is very soon I will have a one-on-one -on -one mentorship launching, which I'm super excited about. Um, it's called living with purpose and I'm going to go into a lot of healing with you of your past. And I want you to have peace and understanding of your past so that it doesn't create a stumbling block for your career anymore. Um, a lot of times we want to forget about those things, but they're very important in order to move forward. The other thing is that I want your current struggles to, to provide, I want to be able to provide solutions for those and not just acknowledge that they're there or give you comfort in that area, which I will do, but I want to actually implement things that are going to help you move forward in that. And then creating a two-year success plan with you that is actually going to work. So it's a little bit different than like a dream board where I think dream boards are so important because it puts your mind in a really great place, but then how do you get to that? How do you get to that point? How do you make things happen um, to actually achieve your dreams? And that was something I did five years ago and everything that was in my two-year plan, I have checked off. So it's something that I think is super important to do. And I don't wanna stay in your past and just keep reliving it. I truly want to give you advice, solutions, and keys to um, unlocking your true purpose in your life. Ah, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. This, this mentorship is something that um, Christine, I've watched Christine put together and our team has kind of been brainstorming around it all. It, it's just, it's magical. It's magical. And, and I feel so grateful and full of so much. I just, it lights me up to see people be doing the work that they're called to do and that truly help people become the best versions of themselves. So I'm so proud of Christine for being able to put this out into the world to help you and to help you grow and not even just, not even in just, you know, how to be a better stylist, but to be just a better human, to feel better in your own body, to enjoy this life so much more. And um, I'm so grateful to know you, Christine. I'm so happy that you are in my life and um, that you can help so many other people. I really appreciate you so much. Um, and on that note, uh, that is that is our exit for today. And if you want any more information on Christine's uh, services and all the things and the beautiful things that she offers, I will 
be linking all of that in the show notes and you can always connect with her personally on her Instagram page, which I will also connect in the show notes, <laughs> just in case <laughs> you don't remember what it was. I'll put it there in the show notes. And um, as always, Christine, thank you so much for uh, being such a light in this world and for being a part of this team with all of us. Thank you so much, Jamie, for having me. This was terrific. And I just look forward to helping people more. And um, I'm just very thankful that we did connect. And this is just wonderful. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for us today. Thank you again for tuning in to the Hair Goals podcast. And uh, this is Jamie C. as uh, signing out and have a beautiful day.